You're listening to the This Is How We See It podcast with your host, Eric Lee. Thanks for tuning in and don't forget to subscribe. Now, here's Eric. Thanks for tuning into the show. Welcome to it. My name is Eric Lee. And again, I thank you for spending just a little bit of your day with me. So now let's get to it. On March 5th, 1959, 21 black teenagers died in a building fire after being left alone and locked inside of their dormitory at a neglected and segregated reform school in Arkansas. The children were living at the Negro Boys Industrial School, NBIS for short, which was a juvenile work farm located just outside the predominantly black town of Wrightsville, Arkansas. Boys between the ages of 13 and 17 who were orphaned, homeless, or considered delinquent because of extremely minor crimes were sent to live at NBIS. At the time, any action by a black person that threatened the racial hierarchy could be deemed criminal. One boy had been sent to NBIS for riding a white boy's bicycle, even though the white boy's mother told law enforcement that the black boy had permission to ride the bike. Another black boy had been sent to NBIS for a simple Halloween prank, which was soaping windows. Now, he shouldn't have been doing that, but sent to reform school for it? The disparities between the segregated white reform schools and black reform schools in Arkansas could not have been more evident. White institutions were predominantly geared towards education, treating white boys like students, and teaching them vocational skills like carpentry and metalwork. Meanwhile, the boys at NBIS were treated like prisoners and subjected to manual labor, forced to farm the land around the school. The black teenagers at NBIS were also forced to live in terrible and dangerous condition, even prior to the fire. When a sociologist toured NBIS in 1956, three years before the deadly fire, he reported appalling conditions. Many boys go for days with only rags for clothes, he wrote. More than half of them wear wear neither socks nor underwear. It is not uncommon to see youths going for weeks without bathing or changing clothes. The water at the school was also considered undrinkable. The night of the fire at NBIS, the boys' dormitory was completely abandoned by staff members and was locked from the outside, as it was each night, making it impossible for 21 of these black teenagers to escape. While 48 of the black teenagers, 
in the dormitory that night managed to break their way out of the burning building by jumping out of the window, 21 teenagers remained trapped and burned to death. The science of preserving a crime scene was in existence in 1959. Yet the very morning these boys were killed, they were dismantling this whole scene with hoses, rakes, and shovels. They were tearing it apart like they were trying to cover up something, said a witness whose brother was one of the boys killed. The school staff and superintendent L.R. Gaines all gave their accounts of what happened that night of the fire, noting that the boys had been locked in and left unsupervised for the night. Conversely, the Pulaski County Grand Jury found that numerous individuals and agencies were responsible for the tragedy, but ultimately they returned no criminal charges. So I found this YouTube um, newscast from uh, THV 11 News, uh, and, which I think is in um, Wrightsville, Arkansas. And uh, listen to this story. And as we move more and more into Black History Month, we look back at one of the most tragic tales in Arkansas history. The 21 African-American boys who died in a fire back in 1959. THV 11's Jay Jackson shows us how the tragedy is still affecting families today. I just have the memories of him. Not a face in a picture. Artisy guys can only visit the memorial site for her big brother Amos. It's kind of sad because I can't show his pictures to my children as for their uncle. Geis was 11 years old when he was sent to the Negro Boys Industrial School near Wrightsville, an alternative school for African-American boys. She says Amos was asked by a white friend to watch his dogs while he was out of town. That friend gave him the combination to a safe to buy the dog what it needed. One of the workers that worked for the family accused him of stealing. And so, but that wasn't true. He was taking the money out, buying dog food and everything. And it was March 5th, 1959 at 4am, where 21 African-American boys, ages 13 to 17, died in a fire while locked inside the dormitories. UA Little Rock archives show an investigation highlighted how it had largely been operated as a prison work farm. And there were large disparities in the way the boys were cared for. That's also according to Griff Stockley's book, Black Boys Burning. Until we come to terms with the kind of white supremacy that has been a part of the Arkansas history and Southern history. And we're not going to understand how to prevent these events. He says systemic poverty perpetuated by white supremacy during the times of racial injustice sealed the fate for the boys. It's still a mystery as to you know, why so many uh, boys died. With the event coming right after the Little Rock Central High School desegregation crisis, the governor at the time said in part, the blame could be placed on the school board of directors, the superintendent and his staff, as well as state administrators, one after the other through the past years for those conditions. And finally, the people of Arkansas who did nothing. After two years of the testimony and the investigation, they gave each family member like a thousand or two thousand dollars for the loss of their children. In Wrightsville, Jay Jackson, THV 11 News. And again, that was a uh, that was a newscast from THV 11 News uh, in Wrightsville, 
uh, Arkansas. Now, while some of the boys' families gave them private burials, most of them were buried in a mass grave, reportedly wrapped in newspaper. Now, I read somewhere also that the families were, they were allowed to come to the burial site, but they weren't even allowed to watch, you know, how now we watch the casket go, go down. Uh, I read somewhere in one other article that they were forced to leave before the caskets uh, were lowered into the ground. Today, the Arkansas Department of Corrections runs an adult prison called the Wrightsville Unit on the land where NBIS was formerly located. Though black people make up only 15% of the population of Arkansas, they constitute 42% of the prison population, including 38% of the population in the Wrightsville unit. What a tragedy. And that's my show. We'll see you next time. Bye for now. I was born by the river In a little tent Oh, and just like the river I've been running Ever since It's been a long A long time coming But I know A change gonna come Oh, yes, it will. It's been too.